0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is Friday, the nineteenth of November. We are one week away from Thanksgiving. If you celebrate it, if you don't, that's okay. It's just something to slightly get excited about. I know the whole uh, myth behind Thanksgiving isn't the best, but uh, you know, let's let's be real. It's just a day where you get to eat now, and uh, you you know, your family gets together, and it you know, hopefully, that's a good thing. But. You know, I, I get excited for it personally. I love eating, obviously, and I love uh, I love getting with my family. So it works out for me, and hopefully it works out for you. Anyways, if you celebrate it, that's awesome. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, but that is next week. We're one step closer. We're one step closer to other things if you don't even care about Thanksgiving. We're one step closer to Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, New Year's, uh, 2022, which is going to be a banger of a year for gaming entirely. Uh, there's you know there's all kinds of stuff Elden Ring come on now Pokemon Arceus and if speaking of Pokemon today Pokemon comes out so we're about to get back in our childhood bag if you're my age which is like 30 you know what I'm saying I'm 29 but uh, I'm about to be 30 and it's like I'm still gonna play it you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying you can't stop me from enjoying Pokemon I mean what's wrong with that Ain't nothing wrong with playing Pokemon. Plus, I've never tried Diamond and Pearl, so I'm very excited about this one. I think it's going to be interesting. I did see a couple reviews. People were hating on it. um, And I did see one where they mentioned, oh, uh, it does nothing new. Well, hmm, I don't know. Let me think about this. Hmm, wait, what? hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a remake. Hmm. Hmm. It's a remake. Just like if you play Demon's Souls, which is one of the best games on PS5 so far. So far. asterisk, so far. Um... It's one of the best. Yet it is literally the same game, just with better graphics and a little bit better tuned controls. Overall, it's like the same experience you would play on Demon Souls for PS3. Um, outside of a couple of different touches up, touch ups or whatever, it is overall close to the same. Yet. The same people want to praise that game for looking so beautiful. This one has a different art style, so people want to hate on this one. I think the art style is fine. I have no issue with the art style of the new Pokemon Diamond, Diamond and Pearl remakes. Um, I, I do think it's, it looks a little weird, especially when it changes from like battling to normal, you know, gameplay, walking around. But it's classic, you know. It's it's a it's like a touched up version of the classic games. You can't really hate on that. They've only done thirty fucking games of it. Maybe, maybe it doesn't warrant a $60 price tag, but I mean, what does these days, you know, it, it, you're getting so many broken games, who knows what's worth $60, but I'm still going to get it. I'm still looking forward to it. My brother's getting it. You know, other people are getting it. Shout out to, to Peter. Peter's getting it. My boy, Peter, uh, friend of the show. And, you know, we're just, we're going to dive in deep. We're going to dive in deep and due to what they're choosing, I guess I'm starting with Piplup. I'm not really familiar with the starters for this Pokemon game, so I'm used to like, you know, the good old days, the perfect Pokemon, which is Pokemon Gold, of course. Pokemon Silver, of course. I mean, is there what is better than those? I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh well what about what about X? What about Diamond? What about fucking crystal? What about yellow and red? Let's be real. Yellow and red fucking suck. If you if you look back on that, you might have rose tinted glasses, but they are Uh, relics. If you actually go back and try to play them, they are limited. You don't have... I mean, I know a lot of people don't like this feature, but you don't have the XP share. I know a lot of people are against it being in the newer games, but I think it's awesome. Like, I don't think... I'd rather not spend the time of just swapping out my Pokemon manually at at the end of each battle, and I don't know. It's just more of a hassle, but the upgrades they make in this new one, or just like in general since then, have been like significant. And I know that this one might get a little panned because it's a remake of an older version of the game where it's not going to have all the bells and whistles that Sword and Shield brought to it or even Black and White or anything like that. It's going to be more of a standard experience, which I'm going in knowing that, and I think anybody buying the game should as well. Don't expect this to be the next progression after Sword and Shield, but more of a regression. uh, And it technically is... Not a bad thing because they're coming out saying this is a remake. It's not a, it's not a reimagining. It's not like a, it's not a complete where thing where they're like going, hey, uh, you know, we're starting from the ground up and we're changing the story. This is literally just like a remake in the sense that it is being brought to Switch. It still has like the DS bottom screen on the top right as like a mini map. It's real weird how they're doing it, but it's it's essentially the same game, just prettier looking, and they added some content in terms of like platinum stuff and made it more modern with certain mechanics, made you run a little faster. You know, it's just normal bells and whistles that they can kind of tune up a little bit, but not ruin or retract from the original feel of that game. So if you like Diamond and Pearl, you should like this one, and I can't wait for it. Um, I just think that, you know, going into it as a review, it might not be the best idea to kind of think, oh my God, this is the next step for Pokemon, which is not. The next step is whatever they do after Sword and Shield, the next step is the Legend series uh, with Arceus coming out or Arceus if you're a psycho or the Pokemon company, uh, which comes out January 28th. So, you know, if you're into that, then it is what it is. I didn't even intro this episode. How are you guys doing? I just had to start off on a Pokemon tip because like it comes out today. I know a lot of you guys might be playing it right now and uh, or you might be at work and you're going to pick it up later. You know, it's a, it's whatever. But I think when it comes down to it, Pokemon it's not that it only brings a nostalgic feel, because it definitely does that. But it's not the only thing, and the only reason people still play it. It's a good RPG, uh, not the best RPG. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. But it's it's a very very good RPG that they kind of solidified for the most part. They got that skeleton a long time ago that actually works, and that framework, you know, works very well. So deviating from that too much. Uh, can cause certain things to go a little wonky. Uh, I mean, you start doing mega evolutions, then you start doing Z moves, then you start doing uh, Gigantamax, and uh, you know all that stuff. Like it, it becomes a thing where like uh, if you're trying to like bring all these Pokemon game to game to game, it becomes an issue to where like okay, you don't have mega evolutions in this one, okay, you don't have Gigantamax in this one, like you're missing out on features. But that's what they try to do to make it unique. And I'm not completely sure what Diamond and Pearl do unique to. Anything before or after it, because I know that um, this is like one of the few that I did not play. I played X. I loved X. Loved X so much. I played Sun and Moon. I played Ultra Sun and Moon. I played Sword and Shield. Like I played most of the modern ones, but that middle stage where you got like Ruby and Sapphire, Diamond and Pearl, I did not play with at all. That's kind of when I fell off, like anyone did, and uh, you know. Once I hit like 20-something, 20, 20, like my mid to late 20s, I was like, hey, I kind of like video games a lot. I'm still still playing. I'm still talking about it. I might as well start a podcast. And hey, what happened in March of this year? I started a podcast. That's where you guys are now. This is still relatively new, but anybody new here, I appreciate you guys listening. I've seen that a lot of you guys are checking it out. I appreciate you guys peeping it. Um, leave an Apple Podcast review if you can. Let me know how I'm doing. I'd like to kind of keep the show, you know not random, I try to like prep you guys with what is coming up if I know, but typically what happens is before the, each episode I'll like, I come up with different topics or I have a topic in mind throughout the day or throughout the week, uh, which I have some coming up, and uh, I basically sit down and try to like dissect it with you guys, because uh, you know, some of this news is like, it's not all news, you know, some some of it's like topics I come up with or or reviews I want to do and one thing I want to do, which I know I'm like scatterbrained with what this podcast is right now. Um, but with the new No Way Home Spider-Man stuff going on, I want to go through each Spider-Man movie. I'm going to re-watch each one and I'm going to put out a review episode for each one. And yes, they are old. Yes, I'm doing the Sam Raimi movies. Yes, I'm doing the Andrew Garfield movies. But I think it's going to be interesting to kind of revisit these things and give a modern take on what those movies did. And R, you know, like in, in my rose tinted glasses, I remember uh, Spider Man one, two, and three being amazing. But when I see clips, sometimes I'm like, God, that's kind of corny, <laughs> so cheesy, like, well, what are they doing? Or it's like cringy, like back when the Go Web Go stuff and uh, Toby McGuire's doing the rock on shit. And like back, back then, it was like a cheeky little scene in a movie, but now I'm looking at them like, eh, I mean, compared to like what they've done since then, it's like, eh. You know, it's a little cringe. But anyways, that is something coming up. Uh, another thing, and I know neither of these are gaming related, but another thing I'm doing is a Ted Lasso Season 2 review. That's coming up. Um, a gaming related thing, I'm going to do a Forza review. That's coming up. I'm doing a Pokemon Diamond and Pearl review. That's coming up. Uh, basically, anything I've been playing, it's coming up. I've been debating, like I said on the last episode, whether to review Halo or not because it's a beta but we'll see on that. I'm still kind of considering it, but I, I might just wait for the campaign to drop and then review it as a whole. Um, because, like I said, that already, which we'll get to today, uh, the Battle Pass is slowly evolving and changing throughout the time that we've had it so far over the past week. So, or the past, like, couple days, rather. Um, so it's ever-growing, it's evolving, whatever. It's something that's going to be changing and will be probably very different by the time the campaign drops. So we will see on that. um, And that's that. But uh, yeah, all in all, I wanted to get to that. Doing a Spider-Man review, doing Ted Lasso, doing Forza, doing all these games, uh, Pokemon. I'm trying to think of other things. Uh, If I play more stuff, I'm going to play Artful Escape on Xbox because that was one of the indie games from the uh, Game Awards voting thing that we did last episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it's like... I try to like rationalize why I chose certain things and ultimately it became a, uh, partially things I wanted to win and things I thought would win. Uh, it's not necessarily my choices. I think most of the time, um, going through those, like some of them, I didn't even know like the esports stuff, but some of them I did know very well. And I was like, yeah, I didn't play our full escape, but Keenan Bridge of Spirits is like amazing. And I know like that one was actually more widely played so it's more understandable why it's like a little bit you know more up there in the rankings if, if that makes any sense not saying Artful Escape is a bad game because I still want to play it I still haven't played it um, it could be better who knows but in terms of just talking about it uh, relevance you know the you know people kind of mentioning it because I feel like most people who like games are a little bit vocal about them and when it comes to things like that yeah, you'll hear about Artful Escape, but no one's like, hey, this is, you know, this deserves a bunch of rewards. This is the thing. This is my pick. This is what made it this year. This is my everything. Like, I haven't seen a lot of people come out and say that. So, uh, I will be playing it. I'll definitely come back with my impressions on that. But, overall, you know, those choices are, like, kind of things I wanted slash thought would win. So, don't judge me from those picks. But uh, the X-Button Podcast, is, uh, this is to close up the intro, the long-ass 12-minute intro. Um, the X-Button Podcast will be doing a Game of the Year thing near the end of the year. I'm going to kind of push it past the Game Awards so we can kind of get to it after we've consumed all these games. Everybody's had a chance to play it. And uh, I wish I had a way to like have people vote or something. But uh, I think this year I will be just doing it either solo or have a couple of people on and we'll just talk about our games of the year. Um, and I might do that. That might be a little better. That way it's not like a solidified single game of the year. I think it'd be better if there was like multiple games of the year because, you know, we all have different opinions and uh, we all have different things. I personally, you know, for instance, this isn't it, but for instance, I would I really loved Metroid Dread this year. Uh, it might be my game of the year. I don't know yet, but uh, someone else might say, oh man, Halo's campaign was amazing. So We'll we'll see when we get there. Uh, anyways, let's get into the episode. I know like I did a lot of intro there, uh, but I had to do some housekeeping. There's a lot of people listening now, and I I kind of need to like keep them up to date with things you know that are coming up. So uh, look out for all those things. And uh, I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the X Button Podcast. This is a gaming podcast. We talk about shows sometimes, but uh, it's ultimately an entertainment podcast, really. Uh, but we mainly talk about games. We sometimes talk about movies and shows. And uh, even, very rarely, sometimes talk about comics and books and things like that. Basically, anything under the sun. Uh, we have op- off-topic episodes where we talk about anything. It lets you get to know the host a little better. Uh, gets to know know us outside of games and kind of like hear us talk about random things. Like I did a space episode recently uh, that a lot of people like. So, go check that out. I ramble. I joke. It's supposed to be kind of funny. You know, it's not really like a... It's not a thing, you know. It's not like i I'm not seriously... I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. Wink, wink. But... You know, there might be Joe DeGrasse on there. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, let's start. My, or this isn't really starting. It's like halfway through the episode already. Anyways, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, that's a better way to put it. Uh, Halo Battle Pass. That has been slightly updated. So today I got on and I found out that overnight they updated the Halo Battle Pass, which was a big point of contention for a lot of people. If you listened to last episode... Uh, as I'll basically run through it again, it is, it is a poorly designed battle pass. That's the easiest way to put it. Um, it's basically designed around challenges which you have to specifically like seek out how to do, or like, um, there's like a list of challenges on the, the main menu. It doesn't really say it while you're in game. So you don't really know what you need to work towards. But, uh, when you're in the menu, you can kind of check it before you go into a match and be like, okay, I need to get five melee kills. And then you go work on that. And oh, I need to get like, you know, Uh, 15 kills with a battle rifle, stuff like that. It's just like things that kind of get you doing different things in the game, which is fine. Uh, but there are times where it'll be like, all right, you have like, for example, technically you have like five or six at at one time, but for example, let's say you have three total. It'll be like destroy a chopper, which is a vehicle. Um, destroy a wasp, which is a vehicle. Uh, both are kind of like rare, rare finds unless you're in a big team battle. Uh, and then it'll be like, get kills with the heat wave. What if you never pick that up? So, like, you can play 20 matches in a row and not progress your battle pass at all. It's fucking insane. So, what they did was they added the ability for this uh, this kind of, like, evergreen challenge to be there. Where it just says, play a game. And what happens is you get minimal XP for it. Like, you get 50, 50 XP towards your battle pass. But... Uh, it recurs, so it keeps happening. So every match you play, you get 50 XP, no matter what towards your battle pass, which is awesome. Uh, then on top of that, if you stack that with the the standard, you know, battle pass challenges that you're just manually working for anyways, it already makes it better to where you're constantly like, I I got on today and I leveled up like three or four times, uh, which is a stride to where like the first couple days that I played this game, the first two days I played, it was like. I leveled up twice, maybe, twice, maybe three times. Like, it's very, very limited. And uh, overall, poor design when it comes to Battle Pass. So, like I said, overall today, it was actually very enjoyable. It felt like I was progressing. It felt like it was actually doing stuff and unlocking things for me, which is fucking awesome. And um, I love it. I'm excited that it's actually working. Uh, you know, the you know, the games, the servers still haven't, like, failed me yet, and everything's working on uh, the gameplay-wise. Like, I'm still enjoying the game very, very much. Um, but that was, like, my main issue. And that being kind of fixed, I'm like, all right. When I come home, I don't want to really hop straight on Forza. I kind of want to knock out a couple games on Halo and use these double XP tokens and stuff. So, uh, all in all, I'm enjoying it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, let's continue. Sifu, uh, the game that is coming out for... PlayStation, uh, four, five, and PC. So, um, this game is made by Slowclap, which also made the game Absolver, which is like kind of like a combat-based, um, kind of like a simulated combat game. Obviously, artistically, it's like more fantasy. It looks like Absolver looks like kind of like dishonored art style. Uh, Sifu is kind of like supposed to be this martial arts style game where you are kind of uh, you're like fighting people in bars and stuff and it's it's kind of weird how to explain it. So I'll read a description because uh, we have a show to run here. <laughs> um, let's see. Sifu is a new game of Slow Clap. It is uh, the independent studio behind Absolver a third person action game featuring intense hand-to-hand combat. It puts you in control of young Kung Fu student on a path of revenge. Ooh. Uh, so here's some FAQs. Let me check these out. Uh, can you have? Can you use one life for the whole game? Or actually, I don't know what that means. This <laughs> is one life enough to have kung fu, huh? Do Do you know how to talk, huh? Uh, oh, it says the game's only forty dollars. That's pretty good. Uh, Sifu is a story of a young kung fu student on a path of revenge, hunting for the murders of his family. Ooh. One against all, he has no allies and countless enemies. He has to rely on his unique mastery of Kung Fu as well as as a mysterious pendant to prevail and preserve his family's legacy. So overall, this game is unique because it is kind of based on like, you know, those like old martial arts movies it feels like. It feels like you're kind of playing that. Uh, It also has a unique uh, fighting style just like Absolver uses where it's like simulated combat but arcade a little bit. And, um, a unique mechanic to this is every time you die, you get older. Ooh. So, um, you can technically become an old man if you've died enough. Uh, and it's kind of like a mechanic in the game. I'm not sure the limits, not sure if you die too much, will you die? I don't, I'm not sure if you, uh, if you can make it through the whole game on one life. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not hundred percent on these things, but I will say that it is unique looking. It's, uh, It's interesting. It definitely looks very, very fun to play, Um, and it's an indie game. And it's you know, Absolver was actually a really highly regarded indie game by a lot of people and a lot of outlets. So I kind of want to like, I have the urge to support them. It looks like they're doing a lot of fine work. It looks like they're just uh, adding on to what Absolver is doing. And you can go check out the new gameplay video they released yesterday. That is. Just more it's like a it's like a, a seafood game pl- gameplay overview um, which is basically giving you more information on the game showing you a little bit more gameplay and the mechanics and how the combat works um, and at the end, the big stinger the big reason we're talking about it it changed its date uh, I'm not let me check what the previous date was it's a combat system overview is what the video was by the way um, the original date was february 22nd and the thing starts rolling back and it goes to february 8th so this actually got a uh, it didn't get delayed it got pushed closer so it got pre-laid hmm it got laid oh um basically it's a good thing that means they're they're doing very well very good work on it to actually be confident enough to push it out a little further uh also on top of this date changed it going from February 22nd, 2022 to February 8th, 2022. They also announced that the deluxe edition will have 48 hour early access and a 10% discount for PSN players. Um, so not only is it not a fully priced game, it's $40. Um, you also get a little discount on there, which is pretty nice. So if you are interested in this game, uh, I know it's not really the best to like pre-order or anything, but the deluxe edition does give you early access if you very very if you're like sold on it already, you know. And if you're gonna invest in the deluxe, you might as well get that extra benefit of it being early access. Um, but maybe you're not sold on it. Again, it's not the best to like pre-order everything you see, but uh, you you be the own judge your own judge of that. I don't want to like push anybody into uh, buying the game and then they're like, oh my god, I regret it. Um, but that's that. And uh The two topics I mainly wanted to talk about today, and it's probably what the episode is going to be titled, is I wanted to talk about Babylon's Fall, which is a game <laughs> that uh, they had a recent beta starting Monday to Wednesday, and I'm going to talk about that. And I want to kind of give, give my overview of like Battlefield 2042, because that game kind of came out and... um You know, it has a 10-hour free trial, and it's basically the full game. It is a full game. So I kind of wanted to talk about that too, but I'll get to that last. We'll close out the episode with that. First of all, I want to talk about Babylon's Fall. This game, I had seen gameplay of at, like, different events and the reveal and all that. It looks interesting. They show you fighting a bunch of big creature, monster things. Enemies, bosses. I don't really know what you want to call them. Uh, But it is a labyrinth-based game that is... I'm trying to figure out... I mean, if you play Godfall, it's kind of like that a little bit. Um, but it ultimately resembles and is heavily influenced by Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter, uh, e- even down to, like, the design. Like, the design of the game, the weapons that float on your back look like the big-ass weapons you have in Monster Hunter. The The symbols that they have in the game literally look like the old Mayan tribal-style Art that they do with the monsters and Monster Hunter, and how some of that, like, weird tribal looking stuff is going on. This one does it as well. Uh, and as, in terms of gameplay, it is weird. It is very, very weird. The level design is uninspired. It is. This beta was ultimately a big fail. And I want to start off by saying I did not pay attention to the dates. That's on me. But, um, it's kind of a bummer. I wanted to play a little bit more of it. So what happened was, you know, Monday happened, Halo happened. I was like, well, not playing that today. Tuesday happened. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to touch on it a little bit after some Halo. Of course, I played more Halo, then got on. And then I was like, okay, I got through a full mission. I completed one full mission and I got the gist of what the game was. I was like, I don't really want to play this right now. I'm going to go back to Halo. I'll do some more tomorrow to get enough for the review Or like the impressions of Babylon's fall, the big old Babylon's fall. So I uh, go to bed Tuesday (laughs) and then I wake up Wednesday morning and I'm like checking my phone. And I was like, let me double check the times on that. And it says that it ends at like 12 on Tuesday night, quote unquote. So it would be Wednesday morning. And that's what they mean by Monday to Wednesday. So I already missed out on some of it. Uh, It basically became a thing where, like, I had played that mission on Tuesday, and that was it. But uh, my overall impressions, and one thing I noticed was, like, okay, number one, graphics are not up to par. Performance is not up to par. It got a little framey. Obviously, it's a beta, so I do not want to be too harsh on that. Uh, But that was something that was going on. Graphics, anti-aliasing, like, where is it at? This thing has jagged edges everywhere. It looks very, very... Dated uh, I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure I was playing the legit PS5 version of the beta um, Because that's what this phase was was them introducing the PS5 version uh, Slash players into the mix and Honestly, I would not be surprised if I was playing the PS4 version. That's how bad the graphics look not that the PS4 graphics are bad obviously, it's just more like uh, It looked it looked awful <laughs> Like it just looked jagged it looked uh, it didn't perform well and then the gameplay in the world looked empty. So uh, walking around this area and, like, fighting some of the enemies, I'm like, okay, they're just fodder. Um, when you start hitting a bunch of them, that feels like they're just designed to, like, randomly attack you. Um, or they'll just stand around and, like, stare at you. It's like they AI is kind of shit. Um, and then, like, the weapon play. The weapon play works so weird. So your attack buttons are square and triangle which are, like, normal kind of, like, hack and slash attacks. And then R2 and L2 are kind of, like, made for uh, at the, uh, what I assumed at first were, like, special attacks. Um, after the mission, I found out that uh, square and triangle do melee attacks that you would do, uh, but they use the weapon you have equipped for that. Then the other two slots, which are L2 and R2, Are used for other weapons so you can put a shield in one of them you can put and you can mix and match any of these buttons and they'll just do different things you know Um, but they all like float on your back and that's the gimmick I guess you run out of uh, they have time to recharge if you use like the special version of it with the L2 and R2 but ultimately you're running around with these random assortment of weapons that are floating around on your back and basically what it starts out as is it fills each slot with a hammer so uh, square triangle are both hammer attacks. One's light, one's heavy. and Then the other two R2L2 are these like floating hammers that uh, cast out above you like a big spell, and they slam in front of you. And you can charge them up. So uh, as you're hacking, slashing with the with the face buttons, you can hold L2 while you're doing it. It'll charge up one of the hammers. You can slam down on it. You know, you can kind of mix it into a combo with that. Uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting concept. I think the the concept is cool. Uh, but it is not executed well at all. It feels like you're just like randomly hitting buttons. It doesn't feel like there's any consequence. Um, I didn't have a problem with the health at first, but there it does come a point where like the health pickups that you do get are very scarce uh, later in the mission. So that's like where the challenge comes in. It's kind of like you have to like manage your resources as you're playing, which is fine. But like, it's not very apparent as you're playing. Like in typically in like Monster Hunter fashion, even if you run out of potions or whatever, you can go get fauna around and like it'll actually replenish you somehow. Like they have the bugs and stuff. It'll actually give you more health. This one is not designed that way. It's more designed to like uh you better come prepared or you're not prepared at all. And if you just jump straight into a mission from the get go, like I did, I had played with someone else that randomly played with me. It was just some guy I got match made with. He had the same hammers, had the same character design, and uh, we just went through the level. At the end of the level, there wasn't a big boss. There was mainly just a couple, like, you know, fodder bosses going around or fodder enemies, and uh, we wiped them out and the mission was over. I was like, okay, that was it. So, um, overall, this is super disappointing. Babylon's Fall, like, from the get go and from the uh, reveal, I mean, it's it's made by Platinum Games, which has a reputation of doing great things. Um, known for like really solid gameplay, uh, at the very least, you know, graphics might not be perfect, but gameplay-wise, that you know, they made like Bayonetta and shit. They made, uh, you know, they've helped with Nier Automata. They've done a bunch of things, and it's like Astro Chain. Astro Chain works great. Like they they're known for this style of gameplay, and this isn't a big departure from those style of games. So seeing it not play well was actually very surprising. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested to see what changes they make from here to launch, uh, which I think if they actually listen to fan feedback from this beta, they should be able to get a gist of like, okay, this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't work. Uh, right now it just feels like an empty desolate, um, monster hunter with less colors, less character. Um, you know if you if you if you want to play a game like this I would recommend just playing monster hunter or some other monster hunter style game uh, but anyways is that's Babylon's fall for you uh, made by Square Enix and Platinum Games and if you're interested in that man I, I really don't know what to tell you uh, hopefully it looks better when it comes to launch but this beta was a big sign of like not it's just not a good sign it's not a good look it's not a good impression And I will uh, leave it at that. Um, Next up is Battlefield 2042. So that was released, I think it was like an early access type thing. Um, Slightly when I had first played it. And um, you basically get a 10-hour free trial if you have Game Pass or EA Play. And uh, with that 10-hour trial, you get achievements. So you get the full game. It's all there. So um, what it is is they have the hard zone mode. or I think it's called hard zone. Um, Did not like it. Did not like it at all. They don't really tell you. They tell you like what to do briefly. But if you're in in the, in a game with some randos, uh, the game kind of revolves around you searching around for these disks, these data disks that you have to go find in these machines. And if you scan around and find one, you mark one. It doesn't mean everyone's going to go there. They can see that you marked it. But, you know, some people might fuck off and go do other things. So uh, it falls apart quickly. And I didn't really enjoy it at all. Uh, Maybe you guys will like it more, but that that mode is like a moot point for me So that's already like one-third of the of the game gone right there for me Um, Because of course it doesn't have a campaign, so it's just hard zone Uh, it is the Multiplayer uh, the standard battlefield 2042 multiplayer and then the portal mode which was actually the most interesting thing of the game so overall, uh, I had originally played the beta and I did not like it at all. The beta left a sour impression. It just felt like more Battlefield. It felt like nothing was uh, nothing was like done right. It felt like it performed worse than the old Battlefields. And it just didn't feel like it improved on anything. It didn't feel snappy. It didn't feel clean, crisp, whatever. And uh, I'm happy to say it's uh, mostly a complete different story on the full release. I actually feel like the game is a little bit more snappier. I feel like the guns are actually more responsive. It feels like... Uh, a way better um, complete version of what we played in that beta. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that beta might have been an older build, if I remember correctly. But uh, judging from what we got now, it definitely feels like they have tuned, fine-tuned a lot of things. And over the overall gameplay plays very, very well. Um, 2042 is okay. Uh, I personally am not that sold on like, it feels, it feels like they're like, yeah, you're in the future, and here's a bunch of futuristic designed buildings, but it's like the same game of just shooting random stuff. It's it's the same concept of Battlefield. The only thing different is like you might see a tornado. You might wing wingsuit through it. Um, <clears throat> all the buildings look futuristic. You might be able to drive a little car, um, and that's really it. Like there's not a lot... If you're sold on the futuristic aspect, I don't think the 2042ness of the game is gonna be a big reason to play the game. Uh, I think the reason you would play this game is nostalgia, and that's why Portal Mode is definitely like the biggest selling point for me, because um, it, it it brings back the Battlefield 3, Battlefield 2040 or 1942, and uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2, um, and it's not the full games. They are re- they are not even remastered, quote unquote, but they are just like. The maps are obviously remastered. They're like made to like look better or remade in the in new engine, whatever. Um, so nostalgia's there. there. Uh, downside wise, though, as much as I did enjoy having like the limited, the limited classes and like they're set a certain way from those older games and you have some of the guns back from the older games and the mechanics back and you can't mark in this game because you never could and all this stuff, you know, that's cool. The downside is they don't have all the maps. Like one of the glaring omissions was Metro. I believe it's called the Metro subway. The map we all know from Battlefield 3 uh, is not there. They have they have two maps. One is um, Caspian Border, which is a very big map. I mean, that's like a, a lot of people know that map. Even me saying that, I'm sure you know the name. Um, and then I forgot the other one, but it is not Metro. And that's like... That was, like, honestly the biggest thing. If you're going to have Battlefield 3, have the biggest map. Have, like, the most popular one on there. Have a couple more maps or something. I, I mean, I don't know how difficult it is to, like, put in all these old maps. I'm sure that's a big point of contention. Obviously, you got to do a lot of work on these older maps to get them in, and you're doing three different games on top of the game you're making, which is 2042. So I understand if it's, like, a lot of work, and it, it doesn't really make sense to just do that. But, um, you know, I think it has the most promise with portal mode because you're just kind of like revisiting these games that you're already familiar with. Uh, like I said, 2042 doesn't really feel like it's doing a lot to like progress the, the series as a whole. I will say that it is a different unique experience to what you're kind of getting in the classic ones where, uh, some of the, some of the, like obviously you're flying like a a helicopter plane hybrid that you can transform, uh, you can edit your guns on the fly, which is a gameplay mechanic that is different. Um, but if you're like, if you're there for that core gameplay, which you do get in the battlefield 2042, as it, as I said, it hasn't really changed much outside of those things. Um, you can get it wholeheartedly in the portal mode where it has the classic versions of that. And it's, it's like nostalgia on, on 10 pretty much. Um, but I, the, what, I mean, I know this might sound like a greedy consumer, But I kind of wish there was more out of it. I kind of wish there was like it had more of the maps uh, in that version in the in the portal mode. Uh, But I will say what they did was they chose some of the biggest maps from each game. Uh, If you play 1942, that sand map is ginormous. It's so big that I'm like, do we even need another map? You can put like 70 different type like uh, game modes on here, and it'll all play differently. Um, But you know. It, it all depends on what your flavor is, man. If you like the old games, Portal Mode's good, but is it worth 70 I don't know. Because um, I don't believe the full game... The full game's not going to be on Game Pass or EA Play yet. Asterix, I'm not sure about that. But I know that the full game right now, as of now, you have to pay for it if you're not going to do this 10-hour trial. Like, if you want to own it, it's still $70. And that's a big, steep price for what I narrow down to... In my opinion, this is just my opinion. Hard zone not working for me. Like not, I'm not liking hard zone. So that's one third of the game gone. Uh, where's the value at there? Uh, I'm not a big fan of 2042. I like the the gun mechanic mechanics where you can change stuff. Maybe I need to play it more. I mean, I do still have more time on that 10 hour trial. But uh, overall, like, I'm not seeing the value there. The um, portal mode is interesting and fun, but it missing the maps and all that. Is it like? where's the value there? You know what I'm saying? So like, it's hard to really like justify buying this. And, um, this battlefield impressions has turned into a battlefield 2042 review. And honestly, I think my answer for what I would recommend, we don't give scores on this podcast yet. We might do it in the future, but I will say that catch it on a sale. I, I think 70 is kind of steep for what you're getting. Cause you might get in here and you might not like the hard zone mode. You might get in there and, and you might not like 2042, but you might love Portal Mode. You might hate Portal Mode, but you might love 2042. Uh, I just feel like these three experiences are different enough to where it can easily cut down what value you're getting out of it. Uh, you might like all three, but when will you play these? When? What are you gonna spend most of the time in? What are you gonna enjoy the most? What are you gonna stick? You know, what are you gonna stick to? It's just, it seems like the value is so split three different ways that it's like it's hard to kind of like justify what you're paying for because hard zone ultimately is just a mode in my opinion. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of value there in terms of like how, how it makes it different, how it justifies not doing like a, a battle Royale mode. Like it, it's not different enough or unique enough for me to go, okay, you know, this is worth a whole part of the first, you know, the, the main menu. It's like, it's its own category. So, you know, Take it with a grain of salt. I will say, if you have access at all to EA Play or the uh, Xbox Game Pass or PC PC Game Pass, whatever it's called, um, 100% try the try the trial. It's free. You know, it's free if you own those things. Uh, and it's a it, it's not free, but it's you know the 10 hour trial is free, and you can play the full game for 10 hours and if you think about it, 10 hours is a lot it's not like you start it and it just runs out for the next 10 hours it's like start stop start stop for 10 full hours of total game time so um and that's a lot really i mean if you're dedicated to the game you might fly through it but if it's just something you want to try out here and there there is nothing wrong with hitting up that trial and giving it a go but in terms of buying this game and this is my final review stamp for the x button podcast i think wait for a sale Just see, see if you can find it cheaper Um, because $70 is a little steep and it might be a little risky, um, but you can ultimately figure this out with that 10 hour trial and hopefully you have an Xbox or a PC or something with EA play that lets you do it uh, and go give it a go because you know, it just, it just, it's hard to recommend at full price is all. And I think I've said that enough and I think I've talked enough today I appreciate you guys being here. It's Friday. It's finally the weekend. Let's go play some Pokemon. Let's go chill. Let's go play some Halo. Hopefully, you guys are playing new games this weekend. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. Christmas is coming up. Uh, Holidays—I'll just say holidays are coming up because I know a lot of people celebrate different things. Um, you know, get people into get people into gaming. Gaming is a fun pastime. It has a lot of value. It had, teaches you a lot. You learn a lot. You feel a lot. You run into great stories. Try to get somebody into gaming over the weekend. See what you can do. Uh, Have somebody come over and play a game with you. Uh, You know, just kind of spend time with people. It's uh, the holiday season. Get out there. Have some fun. And there's a lot of good games to play. Even if you're by yourself, just play some Pokemon. Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you guys for checking this out. This has been the X Button Podcast for Friday. And I will see you guys Monday. I'm not sure with what yet. Um, I'm going to try to get the Ted Lasso Season 2 review out soon. I'm trying to get some of these Spider-Man reviews out there soon i'm gonna to try to knock them all out before uh no way home comes out so <laughs> we'll see how that goes i'm not gonna to try to have like a full week of spider-man and just like run out all the gaming content uh i might just even publish them as bonus episodes we'll see so i appreciate you guys listening i will catch you guys monday and have a good weekend